0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode 97 of the talking with a dad podcast this evening or is it even evening i don't even do it's early it's too it's early, early to do this
1: <laughs> it's 709 exactly uh, yeah wait, it's can't, a, wait, it really? oh yeah we we got we got started early not yeah. only was i early but we got started early so i don't want to hear any griping that should have won me some credit for like the next four or five weeks i assume that's how credit works right
0: well, I think I think you you were negative credit, and then this will bring it back up to maybe even.
1: No, no. Trump said he forgave all that stuff. I think this is. I think it applies to this. situation. No,
0: no, 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 no. Because that was <laughs> months ago. Where you, where last week we had some internet fiasco and couldn't do a show. So then you were Dude, negative s- credits, and now we're back up to even credits.
1: Dude, did you see the picture I sent you? No. Of the uh, when I tried to do the speed test and it. Just oh, got- your upload was zero. <laughs> I was like, absolutely amazing. Spoke to Optimum on the phone. Quality customer service. Enjoyed every minute of that 10-minute conversation. I was like, you know what? I'm going to hang up now because I'm going to say something that might be recorded and I can't take <laughs> back.
0: <laughs> Dude, dealing with the internet company is always always like it's just not a fun time. It's like I've already done a level of troubleshooting that the first yeah. three people aren't going to get me to generally. Right? Yeah. I remember when I had that internet issue a year ago. And uh, Or more, it was 18 months ago, where I couldn't live stream because it was just dropping all the time. And I wrote a fucking thesis statement on them, and then uh, the internet seemed to be fixed. But I was, I was talking to the regional manager for the, for the support team for Time Warner, or whatever, Spectrum now. And he was explaining the node situation of, as to why my internet wasn't working right. And I'm like, I don't care, fucking fix it. It's just annoying. It's just so it's so overly <laughs> complicated and annoying. And I hate internet companies and they're dumb.
1: Yeah, yeah. My favorite part is well, it shows that your internet is good on our side. I'm like, well, that's 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 fantastic. I'm, I'm glad that yeah, you can see that on your side. Let me tell you about my experience on my side right now. But I had to go out and uh buy a new modem. Was that what Bigger's, it was, huh? fingers crossed. Well, yeah, that was the only option. So I'm talking to the nice young lady on the phone. Uh, I don't believe she was actually from Ohio for some reason. I, I don't think that's actually where she was from, even though she, that was a part of her handle. And she said to me, she's like, well, I could send someone out, but if they don't find an issue with your service, it's going to be an $89 charge. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? They're like, yeah, it's $89 to come out if we don't find anything wrong. And I'm like, I'm like and how do you quantify what's wrong? I'm like, so let's say, for instance, I buy this new modem tomorrow. And I'm still having issues. She's like, yeah, if we don't find anything wrong, then it's, it's I'm sorry, it's $89. I'm like, is that spelled out in my contract? She's like, no, this is kind of a new policy. And then I, just, you know, I, I just also got, would I ask,
0: <laughs> it's like, okay, but if there is internet at all, if there's just a drip of internet, you guys are going to consider that nothing wrong, right? <laughs> there's going to have to be a guy actively outside shooting the internet line with three guns for you to consider something wrong.
1: No, what's gonna to have to happen is the AOL emblem itself will have to pop up and they'll have to hear a dial tone noise and that get rejected before they think there's an issue. But even then they'll still be like, Well, I do hear it trying to connect to the dial up I'm like I'll fucking kill somebody. Yeah, place. dude. It, it's, but oh God, tonight man. isn't about my internet woes, you know. This I knew this was gonna happen when I moved to this part of Ontario, Canada. We don't have the fiber out here. So I, I accept it, I take it as it comes, man. But here's what I have to say. Soon Soon. Huh? Soon. Soon. <laughs> soon. Hopefully. Here's what I have to say, man. We got three championships coming up tomorrow night, folks. Yes, sir. And three title fights. UFC, UFC. The height of MMA fighting in the world. According other other to than data, the
0: light heavyweight division. I, other I than think the light heavyweight division, uh, Bellator's light heavyweight division might be a little bit better right now. You know what, man? I, I am really starting. Now to that John to really- left that division, it's kind of hard to make the argument now. It's kind of shallow right now.
1: It's funny because uh, DC, uh, Anik, and uh, I forget who else were doing their picks tonight. And they were talking about their, their greatest of all times or like who they think is going to have the best success uh, coming up in 2021 to 2022. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forget which, what the announcer's name is. He's actually uh, an analyst for, uh, for betting lines but he actually said he picked Jan as his breakout for 2022. He thinks Jan is going to uh, really assert himself as one of the most dominant light heavyweight yeah. champions ever. Ever? Yeah.
0: Ever, right? Well, how many light heavyweight champions has there been, right? Jon Jones is clearly the light heavyweight champion for the last
1: decade. So prior to John, it was Shogun, bounced back and forth from Shogun to from... Uh, what is this guy? Uh, Leota Machida. And then before Leota Machida, I re- I'm really drawing a blank on who was who the champion was. Oh, Rashad Evans. And then Rashad Evans took the belt from Friggin' uh, Forrest Griffin. And Forrest Griffin won the belt from. <laughs> oh, man. Who did he take the belt from? Was it.
0: Well, this is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It's like there is one clear, fantastic light heavyweight in John yeah. Jones, right? Because he had how many title defenses? A dozen, let's say. right? Mm -hmm. DC had how many title defenses? Zero. And then uh, you're going to have Jan, who has at least one already. And um, he's going to have one more in that Glover fight. I'm pretty positive.
1: Yeah, a lot of people trying to throw shade Jan's way for his defense against uh, Israel, but I, I think that one counts, man. Uh, let's see you step in there with Israel Adesanya. You tell me that doesn't count. Israel caught him with two hooks. That yeah. I was absolutely sure I was going to knock him out. But now that one of these bums are fighting, I want to get your thoughts on the actual fights that are coming up this weekend. But before we jump into that, I've been dying. I was going to talk about it last week, but just really quickly, I got to pick your brain about this. Jake Paul...
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's... knocked out Ben Askren. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, that wasn't
0: really a knockout. Let's be fair; he dropped him, and then the ref called it. Um, uh, the ref was saving Ben Askren for being in there, but this was a uh, you know this was a lose lose situation for Jake Paul, in my opinion. Like you are going to yeah. get a lot of people talking about him, but he didn't fight a striker, right? He no, he no. fought a guy who's notoriously terrible at striking, potentially. Yep the worst striker at his caliber of fighter ever right so who cares you now, beat a guy who's known for wrestling
1: here's the crazy thing about this right it's a lose-lose for any professional boxer especially boxing and i'll get into that or any mma fighter that steps in there with jake paul right but this is something that happened behind stage we forget oscar de la hoya being on coke uh all that stuff did you hear about that he was high as a kite uh doing commentary for this thing
0: surprised at all but okay
1: yeah yeah i mean you know oscar delahoy is the type of guy who gets so high he's like it's time to put on women's lingerie and i respect that about him (laughs) he's like you know what don't edit the pictures release them as they are i look pretty good (laughs) but here's the craziest part so you know the right before the fight They were wrapping Jake Paul's hands, and as it is in boxing, you send a representative from your team in to watch your opponent get his hands wrapped, make sure there's no shenanigans. So Tyron Woodley, former welterweight champion of UFC, went in to watch uh, Jake get his hands wrapped, and I completely drawn a blank on the boxer's name, but started talking hella grip to tyron woodley and i'm not even talking about like the healthy kind where it's like oh this piques my interest i would like to see these two step in i was actually quite impressed that tyron woodley didn't double leg that kid right then and there rip his head off and kick it yeah i've heard a lot about this i've heard a lot about that about
0: the disrespect of woodley uh which is which is insane um and someone said jake paul wanted to fight woodley in boxing i actually don't like that fight at all for either fighters i think it's If Woodley goes in and does the Woodley thing that he's been doing recently, then he's gonna get starched. Uh, yeah. If not, it's just him beating up on a child. Then right, like, yes, like if yes. Woodley goes in and actually boxes him, then it would be like it would be absolutely insane. Um, yeah. T- it's it's real hard for me to get excited for the, for that dude fighting. So I don't really.
1: We got a little saying here at talking with a dad, folks, and uh, it's usually me saying it. Uh, don't get life and shit all fucked up, and that's what Jake Paul is doing right now, right? So when you can actually get DC, Daniel Cormier to the point where he cares about this type of topic and he has to chime in on Twitter, he was beside himself with anger in the treatment of Tyron Woodley. And now that I think about it, I was pretty upset by it too. It kind of put me back to the times of how Tyron's been treated. I know some of this is his fault. As champion that UFC. have I'm just like, man, you don't understand who you're talking to as long as we can keep this guy's back off the octagon he's one of the most dominant fighters that's ever existed in mma yeah. Like, yeah so with that said man uh it was a shit show i will not be throwing any money to jake paul and i won't even illegally stream his stuff i respect him for I didn't watch it i hadn't i had i had zero care in the world uh, of of it going on so and then he tried to disrespect Mike Perry, who is a dangerous, dangerous human being to be playing those type of games with. But Mike Perry released one of the best videos I've ever seen on IG, him responding to Jake Paul. He was like, man, I was having a good day. He has an ice cream cone in his hand, takes a long, <laughs> unnecessarily erotic, like, lick off the ice cream. And he's like, you fucked up my whole day <laughs> now, I could not stop
0: laughing. Oh, uh, no, not Mike Perry, dude. My, I, I feel like Mike Perry is one of the guys you don't want to fuck with too much because he no, might no. he might actually show up at the place you're
1: training and, and, yeah. and want to have a go. I can see him just like, oh, packing the car up. <laughs> yeah, driving down I mean, here. He walks right into your room right now. He's like, hey, I heard y'all been talking about me. Big fan yeah. of the show. Strangles you to death. Let's <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it, though. How are you feeling about this card, man? Give me your honest thoughts because I've heard some mixed feelings about it, and I'm surprised to be hearing the things that I'm hearing.
0: So the main, uh, the main card very very good. Um I like every fight on here top to bottom. Right. And then you look at the prelims and uh yeah, I I don't care anymore. I lost all care. Alex Oliveras fighting, obviously I like to watch Alex Oliveira fight. Yes. That's all I got.
1: So it's it's actually funny because I haven't seen an early prelims with uh I I could be wrong with four fights on it in quite some time I'm talking about fight pass days I haven't seen that yeah, type of stuff it's usually one or two yeah they they've really trimmed that stuff down uh looking at the preliminary card obviously. uh Alex the Alex Oliveira fight versus Randy Brown is I think is going to be a great fight. I actually really like Alex Oliveira, Me too. and I'm surprised that his record is 22 and nine. Considering some of the people he's been up against, I'm just going to say this, man. I know he came up to welterweight because he was having a hard time at 155 at one point, but I would actually like to see him go back down there, and I think he would be right in the mix for title contention after two or three wins, man. At that 55? guy's getting. Yeah, he's got way more talent, and I don't know what the disconnect is. We're talking about a dude who's, like, extremely athletic, has clean, loose striking, and slick submissions, but he's another one of those tragic Steve picks where I'm like, why did I pick him? I mean, he also, I
0: I feel like the Brazilians are kind of notorious for uh, leaving a lot in the gym, right? Aren't the Brazilians incredibly notorious for leaving a lot in the gym? Uh, And he might have just got caught up in that early in his career and kind of could have just sidelined him for a bit. Um, yeah that, that's my thought can we pause for a second uh yeah robert whittaker beat the shit out of kelvin gaston last week and we didn't even talk about it listen to me that wasn't an
1: ass whooping that was absolute magic what we yeah. witnessed too. robert whittaker is ah. very very good that um, how how much did you like that that, that footwork that improved head movement not oh, lunging yeah. in it, it, yeah.
0: it, it very very good but that's also robert whittaker not fighting at a, at a height disadvantage Right, yes, he, a lot of times he fights at a height and in, and uh, in length disadvantage where it was fairly evenly matched. I think if if anyone is evenly matched with Robert Whitaker, I don't know who beats him. You know, like if, yeah. if it's same height, same reach, I don't know who beats Robert Whitaker,
1: ever. I, so here, here's my thing, right? Uh, I know that you and I might differ on this. I think that his second matchup with Israel, I think Israel's still going to win. I'm telling you right now, if he goes in and he uses that movement and he's not charging and he decides yeah, he, I think he does fairly well against Izzy. And also, I think if he lays off the head hunting, right? So he's going to have to change up that one-two he, he, uh, head kick. He needs and to go bring to, that, that head kick is way.
0: disgusting. That head it kick is. is disgusting. But he threw one to the body on Kelvin Gastelum, and he had no idea that it was coming. I think if he, if he throws a few of those to the body, I think the, the, the plan for Izzy at middleweight, is that what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah has yeah. to be take his gas tank away. Take Absolutely. his gas tank away and maim his and maim one of his legs. If you yep. hit one of his legs, take his gas tank away, and he can't do the movement that he that he does that make that like embarrasses people, then he's yeah. not really actually that great. He doesn't really. I want to see him have to dig super deep and see what he has. Um, we haven't seen anyone put him in a place like that yet, except uh, for Kelvin Gastelum. Except for Kelvin Gastelum. To be completely fair. But even then, I think that was more of a, I think they yeah. we were playing with each other more than anything. Right? I think it was just a fun
1: fight. I, I think the funny thing about remembering that fight is if you go back and watch it, like, Kelvin had a lot of success against him. But it was kind of like watching a street fighter fight. Right? You're just yeah. wondering whose power bar is going to give out. And unfortunately, right. Kelvin got hit with a five-hit combo. <laughs> it was just like. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I would really like to see this Robert Whitaker fight. Izzy. So I think it's going to be amazing. I agree with everything you just said. I want to add something onto that. That lean back without his hand up. He doesn't do it all the time, talking about Israel Adesanya, but that lean back to avoid a punch is going to be, well, it's already been the thing in his career that got him knocked out. It's going to happen. That
0: right there is what Robert Whitaker's kick will do really, really well. He he leans back off a kick and he starts coming back up and gets smacked in the head. That would yeah. be that would be interesting because that dude, that kick that, that Whitaker throws is disgusting. He hides Man, it incredibly I'm, well, throws it as fast as any kick I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, and then the great thing about watching him against Calvin Gaslam, I, I think it, it speaks to the volume of uh of opponent. Calvin Gaslam is not a slouch, and I don't know why he doesn't get the respect he deserves, but nope. dude, I'm talking about a guy whose boxing is amazing. Calvin will hit Kelvin Gaslam will hit you with a four hit combo and you won't even see it coming ax a uh, frigging poor tim kennedy right ax michael ax <laughs> michael poor Spain, tim you know? and uh to see robert Whitaker moving away from the power hand yeah. to move and have that Calvin basically chasing him the entire fight i thought it was absolutely amazing dude i was very tense Calvin did catch him with a punch yeah, early on i was and i was like and, and, I and then he just put on a masterclass
0: um so amazing. upcoming amazing. Uh, for the rumor mill for that for that division um, Adesanya is going to fight Marvin Vittori first um, not sense. not out of disrespect for Robert Whitaker but they want to fight next month and Robert Whitaker
1: won't be ready in a month and a half or whatever it is makes sense Makes sense. I think Robert Whitaker would be okay with that and uh, you know I, I would love to see Vittori versus uh, Adesanya again and also I'm not the biggest Vittori fan man uh, I'm, I'm not I respect the guy's talents there it is I'll give him props for what he does there's something about him though Right, that I just do not enjoy, and I want to see him get starched. I, I do. I absolutely want to see that man. It would have happened against Kevin Holland him. if he would have actually th- uh, boxed with him. Yeah, if he would have actually. Well, that was a painful fight to watch.
0: It was. Like, it was. Okay. Kevin Holland took that through.
1: fight way too early
0: after yeah. after just getting exposed the same way by Derek Brunson, right? He yeah, uh, He can't wrestle at all, and he really does need to take some time. Don't fight the rest of this year and just go fly out to fucking wherever Ben Askren lives and just go take a go take a few wrestling camps. Like, absolutely. I I think he he desperately needs that. And if he gets that the same way that Francis got a little bit of wrestling,
1: he's going to be he's going to be disgusting in that division. No, absolutely. I mean, he's already got he's a legit, I believe, brown or black belt in jiu jitsu, man. And you can see that he's very tricky and sneaky (laughs) off his back. The problem is with that is. We need some offensive wrestling and defensive wrestling and chain there, right? wrestling. He needs he needs he needs to be able to move under pressure. And- no, that and that and committing to he did something that was and I get why he did it because I know he was trying to sneak an elbow in there, but he would get underhooks to defend a takedown and then not spin him off after he got the underhooks. And I was just like, man, it was hard to watch. But I agree. Send him down yeah. to GSP. Let those guys fling him around oh, for a little bit. Oh, a it's down all- for us, right? Sorry, down, down for us. Down down yes yes, yes. <laughs> yeah down toes, uh,
0: yeah go, go have him train with uh uh kevin lee um yeah. that, that yeah. would be
1: an interesting uh camp dynamic um yeah. i actually would like to see holland stay at a uh, 170 to be honest with you i think unless yeah. he puts on some muscle i think we talked about this before though unless he puts on some real mass and you don't want to see him lose the attributes to make him the invasive counter striker that he is but he's going to have a lot of hard times at a, at middleweight, right? Because now the ticket's in. We all know that middleweights are really light heavyweights that don't want to fight at light heavyweight. Right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right.
0: Yeah, he should go down to 70. Um, yeah. I think oh, the Gaslam should go down to 70. Yeah, love there's a I few fighters at
1: 80, 85 that should go to 70 for sure. I would actually not mind seeing – well, now we know it. Give it a little bit of time. But I wouldn't be surprised if they made the matchup between Holland and Gaslam that'd be fun
0: i think i think gasoline
1: beats him at the moment but i think that'd be oh yeah absolutely absolutely uh the crazy thing about poor holland though is man he's got champion written all over him we support you here talking with a dad man we're just gonna need a little bit of wrestling you know maybe send him to train with the new york rangers there's some of the best wrestlers play hockey i tell you that much man the grappling skills i've seen in hockey fights absolutely i would love to see someone do a straight up hip toss in a hockey fight one day and go into an on-bar, that would be amazing. No, nah, once it goes to the ground, the refs break it up, but...
0: I mean, people, can to, people can toss to the ground. Yeah, okay. Coward. Cowards with there's fucking blades on their
1: feet. <laughs> Idiot. Not them, I'm talking about the refs, man. <laughs> the refs are cowards. They just also have happen. blades on their feet. <laughs> let natural selection happen, man. You just gotta let it happen. No. On the, on the brain. So... It's uh, obvious. Okay. Back, back to this <laughs> mediocre card. See, that's what I don't understand. There should be way more energy behind this card. And I, it's either I'm starting to get to that ripe old age where everything makes me excited. It's true. I open a box of cereal and I'm like, man, this is going to be the bowl. of. Where's the Christmas.
0: toy at the end of it?
1: <laughs>
0: Here's the <clears throat> issue with this card, right? Right. The Valentino Shevchenko fight is going to be non-competitive as far as, as anyone's concerned. Right. I don't think the the Whaley Zhang Rose Nam Yunus fight is going to be competitive. I actually have a really bad feeling that Rose is going to get beat up for three rounds before it's finished. Mm. Um, I feel like Whaley Li is too fast and hits way too hard uh, for Rose. And Rose is more of a methodical wait for you to make a mistake, where Whaley's not going to make a mistake. Um, and I, I don't think anyone is excited for Camaro versus Mosvidal. I think Mosvidal has lost all of his star power that's my opinion
1: on the the three fights. So I'm going to start with Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute, right? So this is the fight that Smith needs to win. Obviously, you know, Smith doesn't need to do this anymore. He's got the announcer and stuff. He's got other interests outside of the UFC. But he needs to win this fight. Jimmy Crute wants to win this fight to prove himself at light heavyweight. Now, actually, I'm going to give it to him because... I always get worried before an Anthony Smith fight that it's going to go to the ground and he's going to concede and then get pummeled on the ground. And I mean that with the utmost respect. But he's another jits player to me that goes, "I'm all right. I'm on my back and it's okay until it's not okay, right? It's everything's going. My guard is up and then, oh man, Glover just got past my guard." type of situation and like Dude, I don't-
0: no one in the world should go i want to wrestle <laughs> i want to grapple with glover because that motherfucker will come back from the dead and choke you out when you think you won
1: you're like i'm winning i'm winning he's on top of me honey. ask <laughs> thiago santos poor 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 man so here's the fight i'm actually looking forward to most on this card uriah hall versus chris wyman why would i be looking forward to this fight i can hear you people typing furiously right now like uh, you gotta never was too hard to relate versus, <laughs> you gotta never was versus a has-been but this was actually a great fight the uh, first time these guys met great fight for the rights of who's the champion in new York in new york state uriah hall Was the scariest man on the local circuit back before it was legal to fight in New York, and everyone had to go to Jersey to fight. Uriah Hall was that guy. Made the transition from combat karate, which is a lot different than point karate. Don't get it twisted. I know it's easy to make fun of karate guys. Combat karate is no. Hold on, hold
0: on. We (laughs) like karate here. We like Wonder Boy. We are we are a pro karate. Whatever kind of karate uh, organization. <laughs> even, the karate for, even the
1: karate from the YMCA. We're all good. With it, we're know? fine with it, as long as you can throw kicks at Quinterboy. So this is their long-awaited rematch. I was watching the Embedded for this, and this is why I told you uh, prior, uh, at the beginning, uh, before the show, why it was so interesting. Because Chris Weidman said something that was really telling. He was like, you know, when I beat Uriah, he was on his way to the UFC. And people were thinking he was going to be the champion at middleweight. The guy to beat Anderson Silva. And I know that me beating him took all of that away from him monetarily and mentally. And I know Chris Weidman more, said this? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm making it way more eloquent for him. You know, I, if I was his translator, I definitely would have <laughs> made it sound better. But I'm giving you the spirit of it. And he was like, and I know Uriah wants to get that one back. And it's my job to make sure he does it. Now, that was all the intrigue I need for this fight the fight in my head is probably going to be way better than the actual fight that's going to play out, which is Uriah Hall moving backwards for a while until he inevitably gets taken down by Chris Weidman or on the opposite side, Chris (laughs) Weidman gets caught with a flying kick and just disintegrates because these guys are at the tail end of their career. True. But I'm looking forward to this, man, because here's the crazy thing, right? If Uriah Hall beats Chris Weidman and then he wins two more fights, there's a good chance that we might actually see Uriah Hall fight for the middleweight belt. And let me explain my MMA math on that, right? You're like, how could that be possible, Steve? Kevin Holland's out, so he doesn't have to worry about Kevin Holland right now, right? He's not going to take another fight anytime soon. Where is Uriah I mean, Hall ranked? Oh, oh he's he's, he, I think he's like number nine or ten, if even that. And I'm not even sure if Chris Wyman's in the top ten anymore. You'll pull it up for us. But... I'm trying. If Uriah Hall beats Chris Wyman, now remember, Uriah Hall beat Gagar Mousasi, a fight no one gave him, caught him with a spinning back kick, Gegard basically disintegrated. Now, Gegard did come in the rematch and beat Uriah half to death for, for winning that fight, but it was still impressive. Uriah Hall just beat the greatest middleweight of all time, Anderson Silva. I want to see Uriah Hall fight for the belt. <laughs> Nothing would make me happy. The greatest here. middleweight of I all speak. time, huh? Well, I mean, who who would
0: you put at the greatest middleweight? I don't way know, but up? when your leg snaps like that, I can't I can't imagine that. So Listen. Uriah Hall is ranked nine. Chris Weidman is ranked eleven. Yes, Chris yes. Chris
1: Weidman is ranked eleven. These Chris, are the fights Chris you, should, you need is to watch. Man. We're talking about two guys who need to win every fight from this point forward, right? Chris Weidman has to win this fight, dude. He's gonna come out of the bat out of hell. I'm telling you, this is gonna you be a burden. So? I think so. I think this is going to be a great fight, man. This is probably going to be the best fight on the card. You don't think it's going to be course, the most boring fight on the card? Listen, there are two things that I'm never wrong about. My weight and two old men fighting. Most okay, of the time. Fair, fair. If it's, this, this is going to be good. Trust me. If not, it's going to be comically bad. And either way, it's still good. But I think this is actually going to be a, a great fight for Uriah. And I'm putting my name down on it. I'm picking Uriah for the knockout. Late in the fight. <laughs> i'm talking like, like late in the late, third third late, late 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 in the all third right
0: round. i mean i'm just gonna take chris weidman just because just just to
1: just <laughs> to, to, to spite
0: me. you uh, i love chris weidman man you don't like chris weidman dude i i don't like either of them honestly i don't think that i don't think either of them are that good last chris weidman fight who did he fight last he looked really old oh. and slow who was
1: his last fight
0: Amari uh, Akhmedov. I Did thought he, he, he was a co-main. He won by decision.
1: it yeah. just looked really old and slow. That's yeah, my only complaint. Injury prone. Back problems. Knees are probably shot out from all those years of wrestling. Uh, a lot of people have made allegations that, and levied them against Chris, which I think are unfair. I think Chris is one of the few guys who's fought natural his entire career. But, you know, he's he wrestled for a long time. That's you know, put a lot of wear and tear on you. That loss... He took the Wyman though will forever go down. Not Wyman uh, to uh, Luke Rockhold will f- go down in history as one of the worst missteps ever in MMA. Do you do you remember this fight? Chris no. Wyman was very competitive in this fight. It was looking very good, and then for some reason he did something I've never seen him do in any of his other pre- previous fights. He threw a spinning back kick, and i and it was obvious this is not a technique he's comfortable with. And that's how Luke Rockhold got him to the ground and pummeled him from there. And ever since then, it's been downhill for Chris Weidman. Dude got knocked out by Yoel Romero. He was winning that fight, by the way, out wrestling that guy. Wait, Boom. what? Yeah, he was out, dude. It was the craziest thing ever. <laughs> he was out wrestling Yoel Romero, and he went in for one too many double legs. And this one wasn't necessarily too sloppy. It was just Yoel decided, okay, now I throw flying knee and knock poor Chris Weidman out. Like, just wow. Then Chris Weidman obviously uh, he almost lost to uh, Gaslam. Choke Gaslam out, believe believe it or not, and then lost to Jacare. and Not by submission either. Strikes. I think Chris Wyman's at the tail end, man, and I think Uriah Hall might be the nail in the coffin. But I do want to show Chris Wyman the respect he deserves as a champion, man. I think he's always caught in too much slack for the two wins over Anderson Silva. Huh. <laughs> like, like people, people hate him. They hate him for winning those fights, dude. They really? absolutely hate him. Yeah, well, look at the way he won, right? So Anderson was kind of shucking and jiving and then got knocked out, so people felt like they got robbed on that one. And then the second fight, he blocked a kick and broke an old man's leg. So everyone thought they got robbed on that one. What are you going to do? I'm going Uriah right Hall.
0: Got it, got it, got it. I'll take Chris Weidman just just for the fun <laughs> of it. Um, <laughs> now we get into the three championship fights with – right. The- Oh man, I don't know how this one isn't co-main. Uh, Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade. Um, I really like this fight, just okay. because we're gonna watch Valentina do Valentina shit and uh, murder a poor woman in the in the octagon that she like she always does. So
1: when uh, every time Valentina Shevchenko fights, it's a good time. Um, this is an interesting matchup, right? Because you, this yeah. is one of those fights where you can be. Swayed easily by promotion, and uh, so Dana, you could be swayed on this fight. Yeah, some people already have been. The betting line doesn't reflect it. So when I say some, she's
0: like a thousand, (laughs) like like uh, (laughs) to win, right?
1: Let me just give my pick first. Valentina is going to win this fight, right? Jessica Andrade's best chance in this fight, to me, is. If she gets lucky, what a power punch. And I'm not even sure then that I can rely on that, putting Valentina down. Valentina Valentina's going up against the strongest woman, period, in MMA twice and hasn't gotten knocked out. I don't believe there's any way Jessica Andrade can dominate her physically. I don't think there's any way that she can dominate her on the feet. I don't even understand why they booked this fight, to be honest with you. You want to talk about fights that should not be happening? This fight is only happening because there's no one left.
0: Yeah. Who else you- Um. you andrage is changing a weight class here right yeah is she going up or down i, I don't actually she came up, know.
1: up. And then if you look if you look at jessica andrage's career man um again she'll come down here and beat my fat ass half to death no problem True. easy but i just don't i'm not buying this woman i'm not buying that she's going to stand a chance. But I've been wrong before. I think the next fight that we're going to see from Valentina, depending on what goes on with the co-main event, will be against Wei Li Zhang. Because right now, Amanda Nunez has made it pretty clear that she does not want to fight Valentina again. And if you go back and watch those first two fights, there's a clear reason why she doesn't want to fight uh, yeah, her. Yeah, she might not win the third. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> also, she's only negative, like, 500. So
1: she's only minus 500 on the betting line <laughs> now the question becomes how does she get it done is it going to be a decision or is she going to outright beat jessica and Draj? I mean, i'm she, going to pick. she submitted the last chick she fought right yeah and then
0: one yeah. before that she knocked her out so bad that i'm still not sure she's woken up jessica I. oh yeah they still can't
1: find her either. i thought she was dead for sure i was like well we just saw that there happen. was a real <laughs>
0: argument for it for a while she like it's always scary when the ufc won't pan to the to the left yeah. and someone's yeah. <laughs> just like dead on the ground yeah
1: dana's just sitting there with 20 dollar bills like finally finally i mean i'm I'm going obviously i'm going valentina the question does is, is how does she get it done i'm going to go ahead and say that she finishes Andraj in the third round via strikes yeah I'd i mean t- i i
0: won't disagree with that that's a pretty solid uh
1: prediction there the thing that sucks about this is, man, um for the women's divisions, flyweight, sh- maybe the strawweights are actually doing pretty good, but flyweight and uh 135 and 145. Obviously 145 won't be around much longer. And right. uh 135, you know, we got Misha Tate coming back. That doesn't get anyone out of bed and uh, I'm 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 really feeling for the UFC, UFC particularly for their women's division. Something needs to happen. Something needs to give. There's not much interest going on right now. Depending on how much, depending on
0: depending on the the co main of this card will depend on how much the straw weight is. Uh, is an interesting division. If Whaley yeah. goes out there and beats Rose in the first two rounds, uh, and just shows a dominant performance, there is no reason to even ever look at the straw weight division again. Yeah, Whaley is she's in, she's absolute insanity. She yeah. she hits. Very hard. She's very, very fast. Her boxing is very good. Like she is a she's a very very good all around fighter. Now Rose has put on some of the be- the best striking clinics uh, like ever in the Beautiful UFC. Fight. Her striking is a literal art form as much as boxing is, yeah. and I am not confident and at all. I am not confident at all in the fact that Rose will win this fight. I- I'm actually.
1: I would pick Whaley against her. This is insane. I'm going I'm going Rose, right? And I know that I'm in I'm I'm in the minority, but I think I think I hope, I should say, <laughs> that her evasiveness, her counter striking and her, you know, her slick head movement will win the day for her. The problem becomes how does Whaley adapt to that, right? She made some pretty good adjustments against um Joanna, when they fought, I was sure Joanna had that fight in the bag based off of what I've seen in the early exchanges. And then Waylee changed it up, and we show that there's an actual skill set there. I think Rose is going to be on her back foot most of this fight, and the way she gets it done is with a counter strike. She's going to catch her coming in with momentum, and I'm hoping that's how she gets it done. Yeah, with that said,
0: I wouldn't disagree. I just don't. I just don't think that'll happen. <laughs> I just don't, man. I just don't. I I feel like Lee Li would just would have put pressure on her that Rose hasn't had. She when Rose lost to who did she lose to when she held onto that Kimura for way too long? Jessica Andrade. Was it Andrade? Andrade yeah. was too powerful for her.
1: Too way too strong.
0: Way too strong. And, and I mean, she got dumped on her head. wayley is even stronger. So if that sets a track record, I I, I have a feeling. Uh, yeah,
1: the fight's not going to go very long. I, I think it's I think it's second round TKO. Uh, I'm going to go with decision win for Rose Namajunas, and this is actually we'll see, we'll see, we're going to learn a lot more about Whaley. And I think if it goes the way you're describing it, it's probably going to be if it goes the way you're describing it, it won't even be the second round. She'll get her out of there in the first, right? Like I I I believe that there's potential for Whaley to end the fight. Yeah, early. really early, really really early. Really early. I do, I do too.
0: But, but if, the question, if it goes um, long, I think Rose wins.
1: But, yeah. You know, it's going to be an amazing fight, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, as far as MMA math goes, this is probably the best fight on this. <laughs> yeah. On this, right? Because Whaley beat Ioana and Rose beat Ioana and they've never fought. Yeah. And Ioana was supposed to be the GOAT at this division. Right. So all she's right, right, here right. and these two are here and they, they both beat hers. So
1: yeah. So, like, it's a whole crazy diagram. And then it on. all leads back to Kevin Bacon. That's the thing you're not understanding. This is what I've been trying to explain to you everything leads back to kevin bacon does it 12 degrees of separation look at it look it up man is it, Everyone's like, related. Is, it is it like footloose kevin bacon? <laughs> yes <laughs> the best version of kevin bacon i'm telling you right now though i will say this And i'm going to contradict myself i was watching Embedded, and i've seen rose hit pads many times on youtube many mm-hmm. times on different video platforms and i'm always impressed dude she was hitting pads and I heard a thud for the first time ever with her punches. And I looked at her back and I was like, oh, man, she bulked up. As much as a person like Rose with her frame can bulk up, it's yeah. deceptive, right? Because you're like, oh, skinny little person. But then you realize, like, holy shit, this motherfucker hits like a matron. Yeah. <laughs> and you can hear some good thuds, man. This fight has a lot of undue pressure on it, though, right? Especially for Whaley. I don't think Whaley's feeling it, but people are expecting another fight of the year Out of back of the yeah, uh, slugfest. And I just don't think that's what Whaley wants. And I don't think it's good for either one of their careers to have that type of fight. I agree with you 100%. Whaley's going to try to walk her down and get her out early. Rose has just got to have the better movement, man. In fact, she has
0: incredible movement. So it, yeah. it's, it's has all it the, says all the right
1: materials to be a very, very good fight. So you made an interesting comment about this being the main event because you know what rose and jorge all have in common in their fights jorge is also going to have to have the perfect fight this is the only way he beats kamar uzman he is going to have to have the perfect fight like yeah. i mean the foot movement there can't even be a moment where he gets stuck against the octagon for more than 10 seconds right he's got to get pushed up against the cage spin out hit him with a knee spin out hit him with an elbow that's the only way he beats Kamar Uzman, unless Kamar just says F it" and I'm going in with and using my head to block all his punches. I don't see this fight going any different than the last one. I'm just hoping there's a few less foot stops.
0: Yeah, actually, I think Kamar Uzman's motivated enough to go in and, and finish Masvidal in this. Um, we saw it with the Burns fight; he could he could take. I I don't know if Masvidal hits as hard as Gilbert Burns does um and he ate that shot from Burns and and kind of just finished him or walked him down for the rest of I think he even came back and won that round to be honest he did uh yeah i don't know i don't know what Mazvidal has for Usman that Usman hasn't seen in a better form colby has better boxing than than usman or is a better pressure boxer at least um yeah. gilbert hits harder uh like n- neither of them can wrestle as good as uh, as kamaro Right, like I don't – it's just Kamaru is clearly the better fighter here. Um, And I do think that Masvidal has lost a lot of his star power. I don't think – I don't think really people are buying his gimmick anymore because it was, again, the same thing with Sean O'Malley that we talked about a few weeks ago. It's just a clear carbon copy of what Connor did seven years ago or whatever it was, right? To be the super cocky, overconfident uh fancy dressing loud mouth of a guy but we've seen it 50 times now with other iterations and
1: Masvidal decided to copy it again so yeah. I think that Masvidal his skill set is very impressive man I mean he's a fighter he gets he's a fighter who gets respect from coaches right Ray Longo famously said that there's no way Cowboy wins this fight now I know stop right there you're like Cowboy Masvidal who had Cowboy winning but to see the way Masvidal can box is absolutely amazing. But I have to agree with you 100%. The tool sets don't match up, right? Yeah. If we look at Kamar Uzman, there's just way too much he can do to decide to win this fight. Now, that's not to say that Masvidal, you know, the chances are very slim. This is that thing we were talking about that night when we were debating George St. Pierre versus uh, Khabib, right? And remember sure. I said it's a, mat- it's a matter of inches, right? Mm-hmm. And every inch... Masvidal has to basically be perfect. He has to basically fight a perfect fight. This is the thing I don't like about the Jorge situation, though. I would have preferred he fought anyone but Usman. Right? I would have preferred that he fought anyone but Usman because I don't actually think that this was an, This is just one of those fights that was promoted and not warranted.
0: <laughs> right? I like to see, I like to see him fight Wonder Boy again, right? They, they, and they already fight
1: once, and didn't Wonder Boy light yeah. him up? One uh, man, listen, we're talking about the greatest to ever do it. To never hold the bell we love you, Wonderboy. Boy. He's man, up look, there,
0: <laughs> him and Gus, right?
1: That yeah, Wonderboy Boy lit him up, but again, this is that was the perfect fight for Wonder Boy. He was like, wait, are you saying there's no wrestling? They're like, nope, he's not going <laughs> to go for one <laughs> takedown. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I'm going to beat this man within an inch of his life. Uh, the one thing I am worried about for Kamar Uzman is that switch jab uh, from the southpaw stance. Mm-hmm. I think that he, if he goes to the well on that too many times with an experienced boxer like Masvidal, there could that would be a vulnerability that he should definitely not expose himself to. I wouldn't even be mad at him if he just picked Masvidal up and dumped him on the ground. Because the more I think about it, as much as those type of fights suck, it really is on you to have stepped up your game enough to sprawl brawl and defend a takedown right
0: sure. i i absolutely agree uh there's a lot of th- there's a lot of ways uzman can win this fight and not yeah. very many ways that masvidal can win the fight right I, I don't can masvidal keep up with the pressure boxing of of uzman because we've seen it in the colby fight we saw it in the in the gilbert burns fight uh that he can put a pressure on you that not many
1: people can withstand yeah absolutely the question becomes like not to look past masvidal but you know Usman's going to win this fight more than likely, right? in simulations if there's 10 of them, he probably wins 9 of them, if not all 10. Right. <laughs> the question becomes who's next for Usman if he beats Masvidal tonight? Wonder Wonderboy is the only only person left in my opinion. Wonderboy or Colby is is who people are clamoring so the for.
0: The Colby rematch is compelling. But yeah. Colby's fought one time since yeah. um and that that bothers me when someone sits and waits. Uh, right. instead of taking some fights, because a you, you want to stay fresh, right? You want you want to take some fights, but also you you seem like you're so entitled to this thing that everyone else around you is getting, and you got to make a name for yourself for it at some point, right? Do I think right. Colby deserves a rematch? Yes. Do I think the way that Colby is trying to get the rematch is maybe the worst way possible? Also, yes
1: honestly i've never seen a guy campaign more to get himself cut from his contract the minute he goes on a two-fight losing skid like he had to win that fight against Tyron right because one more and dana would have been like well here we are
0: well <laughs> <No, laughs> i think ready. him and dana are boys you
1: think they're you, th- you think they're yeah, in c- they're c-
0: they're both they're both crazy trump
1: people right so i don't know if they're both crazy trump people uh they are definitely they're, they're both no, they oh. definitely both are no, they're Dana White both- on
0: on many occasions has spoken oh, no, no, at, no, no, at no, no, Trump no.
1: rallies. Listen, when you say crazy Trump people, we got to make sure we distinguish people correctly because there are layers to crazy and Trumpers, right? Like, what's, what are we talking they're about? They both <laughs> they
0: both have subscribed to the cult of Trump.
1: Are we talking about like stop speaking to your family members because they haven't voted for Trump? Or yes, yeah, storm the capital? Crazy, I would imagine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, he lost to Camaro in 2019, which is. You know, eighteen months ago now, and yeah. then beat Tyron Woodley with a rib injury, which was strange for that fight. Yeah, Tyron broke his own rib in that fight. Amazing,
1: amazing. Technique. Tyron
0: did not break his own rib. <laughs> Covington <laughs> broke his rib with a body shot, um, and then hasn't fought again. It's like at some point waiting doesn't do the trick anymore. You know, no. at some point you got to go out and and make a and make another fight. I think laying off for, for an extended period of time is probably a bad idea, but he only usually fights once a
1: year anyway. So, yeah, the Wonderboy versus uh, Usman fight is compelling, except for if Wonderboy struggled with the pressure of Tyron Woodley and that brought him to basically like a standstill in that fight, I can only imagine that having Usman coming forward and threatening takedowns is going to be his worst nightmare. But again, yeah. but, I mean, I think that it was w- also five years ago. It was, it was five years ago. It was five years ago. The one thing, that, the one glaring weakness that we've seen from Wonderboy is just a physical attribute that isn't his fault. You try to take a power punch from some of the most elite fighters in the world and don't see if you go down, right? And that's been what's finished him in his high-level fights. You know, both fights against Tyron were low-output fights for both guys, and then Wonderboy got knocked down in both of those fights. When he fought Darren Till, another low-output fight, and that's not to disparage Wonderboy. It's like, but when you fight a guy like that, People tend to slow down their pace yeah, a little bit.
0: Yeah,
1: they don't want to get taken out. Um, Kamar Usman versus Wonder Boy will be what I would want to see, but I know people are clamoring for the Kobe fight. And then I have Kamar Usman beating him again. The question becomes: After he beats Wonder Boy, if he beats Wonder Boy, who's left in the welterweight Division? And G- I, right, I asked, "There's that, nobody." I asked that question because someone asked me the other day: Is the UFC running thin? I'm like, I don't think
0: so. In almost all of their divisions. 35 is good. 25 is good. Every other division, in my opinion, is fairly thin right now. Mm. 55, I I think, is such a a shallow division that people put on this pedestal because of what 55 could be with the amount of people that they have in it. And Mm -hmm. right now we're having Chandler versus Oliveira fight for the belt. Right? right. Your top three guys are not in the not, None of them are in there fighting for the belt. So you're going on and fighting and, and trying to do uh, an event with people that I don't think belong in there. Right? right. Oliveira, You could give Oliveira the the nod for that any day of the week. I'm fine with that. But Michael Chandler coming in and beating Dan Hooker is a bad look, in my opinion. What the fuck is happening?
1: Did my internet go down? I think so. Oh, that, is that why the uh the stream came to an end? I thought it was my internet. I was like, I don't know. oh no. I don't know. I guess we're just gonna leave the stream off for the rest of this though. Yeah. Um here's an interesting thing I would like you to consider though. You uh cause you you just brought up a good point, and maybe I'm just not ready to face reality yet. Can a company be doing as well as the UFC is doing, and could they just be dumping when it comes to recruitment? Yeah, because this is some, this is something I've been droning on and on about for quite some time, and I'm just like, man, well, who's recruiting over there for these guys now? Who's like, what's going on? But again, you got you got other organizations. You know, what? I'll give you. You should. I wish it was live now. I'll give you. You're right. I think the trend is starting to tip towards Bellator in this regard. Apparently, fighters are now really starting to believe, like, hey, maybe I don't need the prestige and need to put the wear and tear on my body fighting in the UFC. Especially when they don't pay. Exactly. And I can go get paid and then maybe starting to realize their own worth, which is if I go here, people will know I'm the best because this is where the best are.
0: Yeah. No, listen, I I definitely agree. Um, But I do think the UFC has a depth issue. They yeah. they have they for sure have a depth issue. Um I mean literally just in like let's do this. Let's go across the the ninth ranked in most of these divisions, right? right. Uh flyweight, Rogerio uh Bonterin, I don't know who that is. Right. Right. bantamweight Dominic Cruz, who what has fought twice in six years? Right. Right? F- uh Featherweight. Danny gay I like that one that one's fine there's no one around him that, that matters uh, lightweight number nine but Darius like Paul Felder's ranked 10 in that division and Paul Felder's a commentator right yeah. welterweight Neil Magny is ranked number nine uh, who the hell is Neil Magny right
1: oh for a second Neil Magny is the greatest to ever do it I won't hear you say disparage that charming amazing man
0: <laughs> but you get what i mean right Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah middleweight yeah, yeah. number nine uriah hall oh, Th- there's man. the okay uh <laughs> light light heavyweight number nine nikita krylov i also yeah. like that one that one's not bad yeah and uh, we also we all know that heavyweight
1: doesn't you, matter but here's the thing stop that you stop that right now um here's the thing right Most no it, okay uh,
0: augusto sakai Augusto Sakai is number nine in heavyweight. Who the fuck is that? Cyril Gain is number four, and he's been fighting in the UFC for nine weeks.
1: Here's the thing, right? In regards to packaging and branding, the UFC still has the most compelling fights. I'll give you True. a path for Bellator to overtake them, right? Sell your stock to the UFC. Do what's right for the fans. Scott Coker, we know good and goddamn well that you're not going to take that company to where it needs to be. Someone needs to step in there and take Bellator to the next step. I yeah, don't know. What-
0: listen, I don't disagree. The Bellator needs better marketing, and they need to get this stigma away of being yeah. a second-rate uh, organization. And I don't know how they do that, but I do think the gap between the UFC and Bellator is not that far anymore. It no, used to not- be, it used sure. to be years apart, and Absolutely. I really do think that Bellator has, has caught up. And I think Bellator will continue to catch up and their recruiting is significantly better. And apparently they pay way more.
1: Yeah. The only thing is going to be the branding, right? And the way that the casual fan and that's where the UFC is winning, right? Drawing in the casual fan, the events, apparently I've never been to a live UFC event, but comparatively between Bellator and UFC, there's nothing like it for what I've told like people who enjoy MMA. I'm talking about real diehard. Say when mm-hmm. I go to a UFC event. It feels like an event, whereas when I go to Bellator, it feels like a bigger circuit, uh, lower circuit fight. Sure. Which, which, and by the way, hey, man, these regional circuit fights, you ever want to see some great stuff if you have time? You'll never see more ferocious <laughs> bloody fights than on regional fights, man. Watch some of that stuff that comes on MSG, too. I'm going to start sending you some links, too. I watched a, a fight in South Africa. I forgot the name of the, the actual organization. And, dude, it was a 135 fight, Right. Usually we're looking at a lot of fast movement. It really was just, high. dude. I'm talking about like these guys were good. Don't get me wrong; they were technically sound, but I have never seen that much blood in a one-three. <laughs> I was just like, that's funny. Like, that's really it funny. Was absolutely amazing, man. Um, so let's call them out, man. Let's let's give out our hard predictions here. I think that we did it, but I want to put us on the record because you've won the last few times that we've done this. And, uh, the last
0: one for sure, and I yes. think there's been a few draws prior to that i think the last one for i think i won the last one for sure
1: you absolutely did and i'm a big enough man to tell you that you suck i mean that you were right and and that i was wrong but here it goes folks i'm going Kumaro by finish second round rose Rose dama by decision i'm going valentina shevchenko Kicks poor Jessica Andrade into the moon in the third round. I think she gets her out of there. Uriah Hall wins by defi- uh, decision. And then Anthony Smith, as much as I love you, man, I think you get finished in the second round.
0: Oh, man. Wow. We have uh, very different takes on how this is going to go. You want me to give? Uh, <laughs> all right. I'll give the, I'll give the way it's going to end, too, I guess. Kamara Usman fourth round TKO. Whaley Zhang, okay. <laughs> second round KO. Valentina okay. Shevchenko, first round KO. Uh, first okay. round TKO. I'll give it that one. Uh, Chris <laughs> Weidman decision. Anthony Smith decision. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you right now, man, my picks are gonna fall to the ground. So Anthony are Smith mine. Doesn't... They're very similar. <laughs> Jimmy Crute is gonna run up, and Anthony Smith is just gonna turn into some type of hyped up mega character. <gasps> <Kick the fire. laughs> i love subway <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't know if anyone would love subway anymore after the whole jared fogel thing no anthony smith definitely loves subway he uh, did some one of his embedded episodes took place in a subway in his town and he was just like ordering food and i was like man that's a small town with a subway <laughs> that's that's Nevermore. a weird thing to have. <laughs> <Nevermore>. <laughs> their cucumbers are fresh and delicious no they're not. Uh, they're frozen and gross no you don't know what you're talking about you're a communist uh listen if i was Kamar uzman man the one thing i would want to do to george masvidal Jorge, sorry. Stomp his foot more. No, finish him. Yeah, you want to beat this guy so bad that he can never make the case that or he, whatever he
0: broke. Colby Covington's jaw, and Colby covington's
1: still talking shit on him. So, good, good point. Good point. Colby covington's like, I was, I had him right where I want him. Usually, when my jaw starts hanging like that and I, my legs are up in the air, flaring it back, That's when
0: I. That's when I get my good up kicks in. <laughs>
1: That's when I turn it on. (laughs) We
0: were going to town. It's like, okay, you put out a great fight, but stop being fucking delusional, my friend.
1: Friggin' idiot. Zach, my good comrade, do you have anything else to say about this fight manana? Uh,
0: Yes, I do, actually. This is not a buy fight, by the way. Buy it or stream it. This is a stream it fight. Fight card. And do you want to know why? I cannot morally support them selling out an arena and not requiring masks or verification that you've been vaccinated within X amount of time prior to this event. So this is a this is a
1: steal and not a buy fight. So interesting that you brought that up. Uh, this is another thing that has nothing to do with MMA, but Comic-Con is coming up in New York City. Uh, Jacob Javits to be coming here pretty soon. And they are requiring proof of vaccination perfect to attend, attend comic-con i had that's why same, you got
0: vaccinated isn't it
1: yeah no, yeah absolutely <laughs> i've never actually successfully ever bought tickets to comic-con i'm a little resentful for that but that's neither here nor there um a lot of people are already sore about this and i'm like hey listen they do comic-con in florida right here's what you do you don't want to show that you've been vaccinated do no they one's do
0: comic-con free- in florida
1: yeah they, it, it travels around but the bigger ones in new york and san diego those are the ones yeah that I, I know those are the two that i know of just go to Comic Con in Florida, dude. Right? There's enough for everyone to go around. You don't believe in vaccinations? Don't believe in masks? Apparently, Florida's the place to go, and I won't begrudge you. But don't ruin this opportunity for everyone else with some bullshit, fucking what's the word I'm looking for? Not conspiracy hoopla, right? You don't don't just don't do it, dude. Like you don't want to show proof. If this is where society is going, I I mean I do stop the whole thing at the uh, vaccination passports. You know, once we start getting too Big Brother 1981 type of stuff, I'm not down for that. But a privately owned. What do you event, mean? The little card that I got? You, people don't like the little card that I got that shows I got vaccinated. Oh, no. People are fine with the little card as long as it's still handwritten. What they don't want is the QR code and you have to pop that out everywhere you go to get into uh, a restaurant. I was thinking about getting that thing laminated and put it on a necklace. I literally shoved it up my ass. And when I open my eyes, you can see it with the light behind me. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with it, man. Uh, unfortunately, I can't. Uh, do the uh, illegal stream yeah I, I I need high quality so the UFC is gonna get my some more of my kids college fun it's just gotta ridiculous, happen ridiculous ridiculous uh, kids aren't gonna go to college anyway hey little buddy you don't want to go to college right he said no, no! <laughs> <laughs> Zach my brother I think that we will probably be texting during this fight and if if there are any upsets I just want you to know that if Kamara Usman loses this fight,
0: <laughs> oh! If Kamara Usman loses this fight, I'm selling my entire Kamara Usman stock. I'm, not, I'm selling it. I'm liquidating. Oh,
1: why don't you tell the people where they can find us, Zach?
0: Whoa! Any of your favorite social media and podcasting platforms? Talking with a dad. All one word. Well, that's it.
1: I like your shirt, man. I just realized that I looked down because I tried to get it's know, a van shirt. Yeah, I like it. Very understated, Vans. Thank you, Vans, for all you what you've done over the years, man. We really appreciate you. It's been another great episode. Say it, Zach. Say it. What? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, We're leaving now. Have a good night. <laughs>